Welcome to Puns and Potions. It's your favorite actual play D&D podcast powered by Patreon and people like you. Beatrice, <laughs> you are debating whether or not to solve a problem. No, I B is decided. I think this is just a bad moment, really. Avalon's <laughs> mom is like right there. <laughs> Not what does my mom time. have to do with it? <laughs> like she, we need to be like you. You're you just had a fight with your mother. That's not great. So it's that... okay. We had disputes in the home all the time. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> I don't think it ever led to blows <laughs> like this. That doesn't sound this good is, at this all. Is a, th- I know this is different. <laughs> yeah, I think I B has yeah is is ready to to deal with. Whatever the heck is ahead, I think you can probably all see, like, she's also mad, I think. But not in, like, the sense that Avalon was mad, but just, like, this has been a day for us all, and she's tired and wants to leave. And I think she's just, like, kind of just mad at the world kind of anger that that she, like, let her got herself into this situation, um, and it's turned out this way. Yeah, it's just ready to to be let out of it come what may. And so she's, yeah, going to, with Bear in front, as he said, uh, point in the direction uh, of whatever uh, this is. Uh, like we kind of pointed out last time, there's that uh, hallway, like, uh, you know, domed ceiling sort of hallway that leads off into the east wing. And it's of, you know, almost essentially the same make as the West Wing, except uh, when you go down the pass to your left, the northern section of it is like crumbled in to where you can see amber pieces, but mostly it's mountain stone revealed from where that continued destruction was happening that you, I think Heinrich maybe mentioned it slightly before, and you kind of saw it from the floor above. This is really just caved in that entire section where you can't go off that that way. Along that wall that stands in front of you is three doors, two almost essentially immediately in front of you, and then the third down the end. And that's where you feel as you round the corner and you have visual sight of it is like tightening in, not propelling you forward, but it's it's the resistance of if you were going to attempt to go back. You can feel accepting you moving towards it the only other thing really to note is that you know on the very southern edge of this like rectangle uh is another of a similar fashion door presumably with more amber sarcophaguses rough ones in there but those aren't necessarily of attention to you at this moment is there bits of amber just like um, along the ground that have shattered off the crumpled wall yeah, yeah, there is where like where the uh walls and ceiling and stuff would have caved in. You can see that there are like chunks of rock that broke away and there is like a thick layer of amber kind of on the edge piece. If that have makes have sense. any like separated from the rock? Like is there a pocketable chunk of amber? Yeah, probably. I just want to grab a not huge, like less than palm size, like just a little fragment of amber. Yeah, totally doable. That's it. And I um, lead on. Oh, well, actually, well, we have we, something to resolve. Yeah, right? we got some ladies that need either protection or a plan or something, right? Well, also, 
isn't my mom like floating in the air with wings open? Yes. Her body is not super responsive from the exhaustion, but her armor can somewhat carry her. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you guys how you want to divide responsibility if you just want Bear and B to kind of go do their thing and you watch over um, Gertrude and Dahlia. Or, or I what? hate splitting the party. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. There's no good solution here. I hate no. leaving them by themselves in this literal death trap. Like, yeah. well, I don't want them coming with us, and I don't want to split the party. I, there's no good answer. Yeah, I before like we even think about any of that, she mentioned the fact that the sword like turned into gold. Oh yeah, upon... we did also just just talk about that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If I may touch on that, um, she said that it it happened once, and she would have probably elaborated in the sense that like there was always kind of a talk about it in ways that she did not understand the context and was usually not spoken to her directly. But having seen it do something that she did not expect, which is the normal like black icker tentacle-y sort of blade. That was like a click in her mind of being like, I kind of now understand that this is um, there's more to this and whatever's going on with the reason that it exists than maybe okay. previously assumed. Gotcha. Why didn't she? She just should have cast identify. What are you doing? Come on, Dahlia. I also can ritually cast identify right now. Also. You, could. Well, you want to do that real quick? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> so I was <laughs> yeah. just thinking over the break. Yeah, I will officially cast Identify, which does mean I believe I have to touch it. It does. That being said, what is your alignment? <laughs> what? <laughs> Scary question. That's a good question. Um... I would it's say good. along the good to I would say yeah, along the good to evil axis. Yeah. You don't need to get crazy about it. Yes. When you go to touch it to virtually cast identify, because you do need to spend a fair amount of time mm-hmm. within ten minutes or so. The hilt is warm to the touch. You are not attuned to it, so it's not something you can work with, but you sense that it is not entirely inert. That being said, after casting identify on it, it's interesting because you are getting two signals. There are two items here. And when you go to parse the information and your understanding of that, what the identify spell is giving you, they almost seem contradictory. That it's like kind of a thing you kind of have to like really concentrate on. And I will send you the item card. Both item cards. Hmm. Come on, Caleb, read it aloud for the class. <laughs> Yeah, I will. Well, I mean, I'm going to... <laughs> no, you don't to... have to. I just I wanted to make that joke. <laughs> I know, I know. I am going to... Yeah, I think I. after this, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, Avalon? Yes? And, like, you... just nod my head toward it. There's great potential here. I, like, slowly walk up towards it, and I look at you with, like, a little disheartened look, and I, I go, are you sure? Yes. I look back at the party. We've been together a long time. It was hope that made me leave home. It was hope that brought me here. It was hope that helped me find you. And I look at my mom when I say that. And the path of hope is never a straight line. 
it ebbs and flows, and you're never quite sure it's the right path to take. And then I look at Selena, followed by Gertrude, followed by Bear, and then to be next to me. Surely a path with you alongside it can't be that wrong. It's hope that'll take me where I need to be. And I grab the blade. What is your alignment? It is generally lawful good. I, I think I was a lawful good person leaning towards neutral good probably throughout the campaign. Fair. You pick up the blade from Beatrice's grasp. It, too, is warm to the touch for you. And I will say, in a strange manner of behavior, you are not attuned to it, but your mother is. Clearly, she was the user of it. And in this moment, there is a familial bond that the blade of its slightly elevated, I don't want to say consciousness because it's not necessarily a sentient item fully, but when you grab it from Beatrice's hand and go to inspect it for just a moment, from the edge of the hilt where you just see is just the slightest little last remaining piece of a metal blade in a flash sort of threads of golden and white light wrap up and form this long pointed blade of pure light <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty sick <laughs> um all right I like wave it around like a lightsaber. I like give it a swing or two. It's interesting because while the blade did not exist before and you couldn't necessarily feel it when you were holding the hilt, even though it is light and it shouldn't have weight, it is perfectly balanced. And you can kind of see the hilt at like where the blade meets the hilt these you know threads that are kind of coming off of it and twirl around it it's not even like it forms a blade-like edge it is kind of warbling up and down the entire blade it's not even solid and this power you think can help stop strahd mother and i look over to her she's looking at you and smiling if anyone could do it it'd be my son I'll get us out of this. We'll get us out of this. Um, is there a way for me to sheath it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, after a after a moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you can will it to deactivate. And it doesn't it doesn't do the lightsaber retraction. No, it does. It just, yeah, I don't. We all saw it. It just did it. I heard the sound. Yeah. What do you mean? It doesn't. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Head, you can head cannon as much as you want. Um, we will. When you go to deactivate it, the the bands of light that have formed the blade sort of cascade outward, almost as if it is releasing itself into these small little motes of light out from it that fade. All right, that was pretty cool too. That was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I'll pocket it. Uh, could I have the card for the... Yeah, if, uh, I can just send it to you. It's probably easier that way. I After sorting that out, um, I just go, okay, we shouldn't try to split the party too much. 
So, well, how do you want to handle this? Because, I mean, that's your charge and your mom. So, you two can stand and walk, right? Yeah, they can manage. How far is the the secure spot we were at from where we are right now? I mean, quote unquote secure. Yeah, yeah. It's it's basically across the room, up a set of stairs, which is thirty feet long, and then up in that back room on the second floor. You know, it's it's not far, but it's relatively distant. Uh, it's your call, Avalon. Whatever you feel is best. I think you two can make your way up there somewhere safe. We'll deal with whatever's pulling at B as quickly as we can. You can wait for us there. If we don't come back within a few hours, then try to make your way back here. Or maybe outside? The door is open. No, if the, does Dahlia know the way out? My mom knows mm-hmm. the way out. Oh shit! What would would she know? What we're walking into? Like, does she know the lay? Hey, Dahlia, do you know the layout of this building? Uh, unfortunately, I've never been here, and we didn't explore. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You got cool wings. But do you know how to leave? Yeah, I mean, I recall how we got here before we set up the ambush. So. Maybe just out, we'll have them wait outside and not even in the quote-unquote quote safe room. Right. We can have them wait just outside whatever place we need to be in for B. Maybe one of us keep watch near them. Oh, then... I meant like outside, outside. But we could do that too. It's I'm whatever just, you want. I'm just worried if they get out, they can't get back in. Tell you, when you came in here, did you have like, did you touch a wall and get sucked in and have like a crazy dream? Uh, No. <laughs> Rahadin, uh was aware of that magic and Oh, is it like a trap? I don't know. It didn't like hurt me. We had, I mean we I learned a lot. It was actually quite beneficial. Well, you did get yourself attached to a celestial being of sorts, um Yeah, well, you know, with every amount of good comes a little bit of bad. Okay. The exit's really not even that far. Uh, and she just kind of points up past the staircase to where there's that, like, balcony that splits mm. the front. She could, like, fly up to the balcony that we were on when we first got yeah. here. Yeah. And there is a corridor that leads off of that balcony strip that goes up and out. The way she, the way she makes it sound is that it's basically just a long corridor with a really slowly ascending staircase. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, that's not the way we took. Correct. Yeah, okay. you came from a closed-in library space that had like a very steep, semi-short staircase that was hidden behind walls. This is, this is open. This is also a correct idea, but can we take a rest of any kind? You technically can take a short rest, but you're not yet far enough from when you took long rests to be eligible again. It would If we did a short rest, you could attune to whatever... Sword you got. And I could use some could of my dice. HP dice. I mean... And give you some of my hit dice? <laughs> I think I have some. Can you imagine there's like a conversion rate? <laughs> yeah. You can, get, you can give three, but it, you know, when it goes down to a different class, it really only becomes one, but yeah. then it's like D8 to D6, so it's like, ah, you can... I'll give you all nine, chart. but it becomes like two, so... I mean, yeah. I, got, I got five hit dice. That's enough for me to bring myself back up to a decent health if we wanted to short rest, but if I'm, y'all I'm are all good, 
Um, I, I know how bad you were hurting. Yeah. I, I have another... Uh, sorry. <clears throat> I, I have another potion if you're still hurting. I think I'm pretty decent. I'm at, I'm at 37 right now. So I think I'm good. And if everybody else is fine... That sounds really low on. to me. <laughs> That's like more than half of my max. <laughs> that sounds really sad to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't be opposed to a short rest, but I'll yeah, leave let's it do to it. the group. Yeah. No, yeah. if you need it, let's do yes. it. Yes, let's and just maybe, do it to be safe. Maybe Dahlia and Gertrude, if they have them as well somehow, they can use them. They, they don't, technically. <laughs> they technically don't, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me. A I mean, second. they're like healed, anyways. Gertrude's not hurting. Um, Dahlia is somewhat, but all right. But that doesn't necessarily solve our plan for you know. Right. We are short resting, but what are we gonna do with the mom squad? Um, I'm at full HP with all the hit dice I just did. Do you want to just send them out the way they came? Um, if we can learn the way, then yeah. She basically just described it to you. It's not far. Okay, yeah, like, so if we if we know the way, then yeah, I'll send those two on their way. Okay. And and what? They wait just outside? Should they go hide somewhere? Should we? They should go out and... Isn't it like in the mountains? Yes. Like if they I... walk outside, it's going to be like snowy and crazy and like yeah. lizarding and stuff. Uh, Can I give yeah. them the heat thing? The heat ring? Oh. That we used? Uh, yeah, you could. And if it requires attunement, then... Uh, During the short rest. Oh, yeah, they like traded attunement items. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. Wait at the storm by the entrance. Um, No, wait by the temple of the. Like, there was a tower we went to, right? With the the statue. Yeah, that's way. Yeah, it wasn't like next door. Okay. That was just, that. Remember, we went across that whole bridge and had the bridge fight, and then. Yeah, just wait near the entrance and hide out there, and then when we're done, we'll meet you there. And. Uh, worst case, is there a way that we can like signal to each other somehow? The call of a warbler. <laughs> Repeat that. <laughs> a, a, a war, a warbler. It's hard in this accent. War, warbler. Warbler. <laughs> I could. I mean, I could send a message if they're with 120 feet, but that's. Mm. I have a werewolf stone that could. See if I hold the werewolf stone up to Dahlia. No. Okay. <laughs> Does Gertrude transform? No. <laughs> I'm well, pretty sure the, the wolf stone has been used on Gertrude before. Why I didn't there. remember. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I use it on everyone I can. I'm going to assume we'll find them and I have locate object, so I'll use that on the ring so that when we get near where we're supposed to be, Good call. we'll track them yes. down. Sure. We're probably just going to walk outside and we're either going to see them or we're just going to go, hey, Dahlia. And she's going to walk out from behind a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like your I like your forethought. It's good. Uh, she she will request, barring that you she probably is not going to run into anything, considering how desolate of a place you're in, something to protect the two of them. I'll give her okay. Sunraiser. I'll give her. Sun- That's the short sword, right? Yeah. How long is the item card? Is it just crazy stuff on there? I can read it. Um, no, no, you don't have to. I just, I kind of want to. <laughs> I, I would be down to hear it. This, so it alternates between, depending on your alignment, the solar blade or the eclipse blade. Oh, shit. The solar blade is a legendary longsword, um, deals 2d8 radiant damage, um, 
it the two and it deals two d ten if two handed. Is that what that means? Yeah, if, if first a title, yeah. Two d eight one handed or two d ten two handed. Right. Uh, you must use a bonus action to activate it, which emits a bright light in a fifteen foot radius and a dim light for additional fifteen feet. You get a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls made. What? Which is sick. When you hit an undead creature, the target takes an extra one d eight radiant damage, and the weapon can cast Wall of Light, Sickening Radiance, or Aura of Vitality once each day. So that means I have to pick one of those three, correct? Right to cast, and then it's done for the day. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, that's better than my longsword. My longsword is crazy. This thing is dope. You you do two d eight, <laughs> and that's an extra so d eight if it's uh against undead. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with finding undead. Well. <laughs> on the flip side i'll mention the eclipsed blade version is a attunement with evil alignment uh it does necrotic damage in the same fashion it emits darkness and then obscures light uh it's still a plus three instead of undead it's celestial creatures and then the ability the spells it can wield are enervation shadow of moil or vampiric touch Ooh. Gnarly. Which are hot spells. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I'd I'd go dirty for that weapon. <laughs> <laughs> well Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Get out of here, Gertrude. Alright. They saunter off, I suppose. <laughs> I'm just kidding, it was really nice to see you. Alright, B, which way? I point. Is everyone good? Everyone's all healed up? Yes. All right, we start doing the like the Scooby Doo walk where we're all in a line and we're stepping together. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing jumps out and scares you or anything. <laughs> no man in a mask or pretending to be a ghost. Nope. Well, I will go as far as she leads me until that chain feels very crazy strong, and then I'm gonna yeah. take it slow. I will say it's like a deafeningly quiet walk. That's worse. Yeah, and as you approach, you do notice that the the door into this chamber, like, again, the very thin, tall amber, is cracked open just very slightly. I would say if Bear is leading, he's probably five feet from the door, or like five to ten. Beatrice leading far, uh, right behind him, and then however you guys want to align yourselves, whether that's behind them or kind of on the opposite side. It's up to you. So this is the spot, huh? I think I just nod. Alright. I Let's just, like, take a couple steps back, and I'm just gonna see what's going on in here. Okay. I just... I don't know how to have a better idea. I just... I'll peek in. We, I won't go running in or anything. I understand the severity of this situation. Okay. Alright, they all step back, ostensibly, and I'm gonna try the door. You can push it open the door, it's familiar feeling, it's that heavy sort of grind uh, until it sort of gets and opens up the from what you can see in the room, and it's the same fashion as the one uh, with, with your uh, sarcophagus amber lump thing. Um, it's that sort of like cross formation with you know, the door coming out to the one end and then three, you know, vaults or whatever in each of the other opposite corners or recesses, basically. This one 
in similar fashion to the other ones, has a distinct marble patterning on the patterning on the floor. Uh, in this case, the primary color of the marble is blue. The uh, weaving veins of it, if you will, are uh, a bronze. Is any one of the dais? What's I don't know what plural of dais is, but is there any of the coves particularly standing out than the other two? No, not necessarily. Uh, the question I have is for B. Are you positioned in a way that you can see inside when he opens the door, or are you st- stood out of range um, coming up to I it? haven't moved from where Bear was, so I'm probably a couple feet, so I can maybe look in. If the door is wide open, I can probably see inside somewhat. I mean, you can see every detail that I uh. give to him. You can't see all three of the amber sarcophaguses but you can you can get a feel for the room and its similarities to the other ones okay when the door is open it is that feeling of like still not pulling but it is that tension of like if i lean forward it will take me with it mm-hmm. i'm gonna put just like similarly how we did in the other room where i'm gonna put like a foot down into the room and see if like voices or whatever start talking to me like last time Roll a wisdom Ugh. save. Okay. Actually, sorry. Make that charisma. I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but make it charisma. Uh, it would have been better as wisdom, but whatever. <laughs> sorry. Five. Uh, you, you step a foot over the threshold, and whereas the other rooms were like these like warbling waves of different whispers and things like that, uh, it's interesting because you step into here and you don't get hit with that. You just start to hear like a distant humming. Sorry, humming like a machine humming or humming like a person like a singing? Like a person just idle tune. Oh. Not going anywhere, not any particular melodic phrase. It's just kind of like an idle. He- Hello? Is someone there? Nothing. All right, I'm going to step back out if, it'll, if it will allow me. Yeah. It seems a lot nicer than my room. Okay. Do you do you know what what happened when I went in there? How did we end it? I I mean there were there were voices and I and we I think we just tried to convince you to 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 break it or end it and then Avalon cast fear and so you had to run away. Yeah, I broke you out of it. I don't I I don't know. But I, what like what fixed it, though? Was it me going in and then leaving? Maybe? It was essentially you crossed in, into the threshold, were met with, like, the temptation, and then were leading, leaning closer and closer to it until you were basically forced away from it. And when you crossed the threshold back out, that's when that, like, chain of hot molten core was, like, ripped out. And that's where you heard like the the cut of that voice. It was essentially like the subconscious denial was kind mm-hmm. of the the cutoff in that case. Well, I don't know how much help I could actually be, but I'm gonna go in there first. Okay. And you're gonna be surrounded by friends and people who care for you. Okay. And who only want the best for you. And just keep us in the loop of whatever's happening. Okay. And if you start hearing voices, tell them to shut up 
and then we're, we're leaving. <laughs> okay. All right. Break. <laughs> Good game plan. Oh <laughs> I I walk and in the you, room. <laughs> what did you? What What did you? Did you? So did you tell me you heard the humming? Yeah. Yeah. I have described okay. everything that happened. Okay. Yeah, I did think, you get like well, a visible reaction change when I said that? <laughs> yes, that's what I was like, because uh, that's different from yours. And I, w- I will say, so part of why I'll say, I'll say now, I think with you, we, we just had to break it from you, but I think maybe I'm going to have to decide to break it because the reason why I, I didn't feel like I was making a deal or making a bad decision that I had a vision of a very old friend that was just talking to me and I and I've been hearing them occasionally as we've been wandering around and I I don't I don't think it's them but I so I think maybe that's who or whatever kind of sinister conjuration of them that has taken over their voice and is in my head is in there for me waiting for me and it's probably who you heard you could hear them like outside of this room yeah i thought i heard a message or a sending spell maybe that didn't that didn't happen for me mine was i had the dream and then the only other time i met that presence again was in that room so i fear that maybe yours is a little different okay I think so too. I don't, I don't. I want to prepare, and I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. Just don't let me touch anything, Bear. Okay, I can do that. That I, that's okay. a, a rule that I could follow. Okay. I like that. Okay. Wait, does the ground count? I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to let me touch the ground. I could carry you in there. Maybe it'd be easier to abscond with you if I'm already holding you. <laughs> if things get that bad, yes. Okay, deal. I'll like tag team with Bear and like pick the one blind spot and like both of us just prepared to push B back if B tries to go for the statue. All right, we're ready for you. I'm standing in the room like a catcher, like like hands out, like ready to <laughs> Um before I do that, I'm going to pull out my all- all-purpose tool and spin it a couple times and I'm going to cast guidance on myself. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Oh, can I give a little bardic inspiration to B as well? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you. This would be the time. One. I would love that. <laughs> it's a D8, right? Yes. What do you say, Valen? It's a spooky, sp- scary place full of ghouls and ghosts. You'll make it through. Come back to us. Come to- I, fuck, I fucked it up. Let me read it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Was, it was, was like that, freestyle. It was, <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> We've We've come a long way dealing with ghouls and fiends. Now come back to us Ooh. alive. We need you. Ah, I fucked up again. <laughs> Were you trying to rhyme with fiends? Fiend. You put yourself in a corner, man. I did. I did. You could go for a half rhyme, like, please. I tried I tried doing a half rhyme. Slant rhyme, baby. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. That's close. Okay. These tunnels are really scary, and it's really, really dark. B, come back to us, please, and 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 so we can go up 
out of here and look at trees with bark. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Take your fucking dice. <laughs> That's the best. My brain yeah, like, can't all be gems. I like that you're kind of getting no. like the anxious. Barge I'm fumbling. I'm fumbling yeah, the bag. Okay. That's okay. So I need to clarify who is inside the room already. Bear is Baron of Vaughn. I'll 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 go in. Sure. Okay. Hey, team player, let's go. <laughs> where are you positioned in the room, per se? Physically blocking her way to some of the shrines? Are you just kind of in the corner to see, like, kind of what she I'm kind does of, or has to do? I'm kind of to the I'm going to stand in front of a shrine, a random a one to the right. When you walk in, I'm on the in front of the one to the right. Okay. If Bear's there, I'll be the one at the left, I guess. Or, like, okay. Selena, do you want Selena, to take a. Yeah, do you have a specific I'll, I'll, spot I'll, you want to go? Uh, I will Do you want to take go like, directly behind yep. nearby? Yeah, we're both pointing to a spot on the ground. You could just go stand there. Sure, <laughs> sure. I'll, I'm, uh, I'll kind of like look around and be like, okay. I told you we'd get to the details later. Well, that time is now. This mix of dice and bad jokes is an actual play D&D podcast run by five Twitch streamers gone rogue, prepared to bring you lovable characters, meaningful narrative, and more laughs than you signed up for, but it can't exist on its own. Puns and Potions is made possible by the loving support of our supporters over on Patreon. From perks such as getting ad-free episodes, early access, exclusive merch, and personal shoutouts, you too can reap the benefits of a loving patronage to this very podcast over at patreon.com slash puns and potions. That's puns A-N-D potions. For just one singular dollar a month, you can keep this fantasy alive. Now, to our other sponsors. For us at Puns and Potions, community is a big part of what we wish to represent, and one friend and community member I want to throw at you today is Astral Dice. Full disclosure, I personally had a hand in the creation of Astral Dice, and it will continue to be a long-standing partnership. But just like the PMP crew, my Astral sets are the only thing I use to roll, and that's the truth. They're a handful of guys homebrewing dice sets out of their homes, because like us, they're super passionate about role-playing games, and can't accept just some mass-produced dice they bought from a hobby shop. They craft new sets when life allows it and post them online for you to snatch up, or just admire the designs. So it'd be cool if you went and checked out their website, astraldice.com, or followed them on Instagram, at theastraldice. Thanks for the time, now back to the puns. Presumably you haven't moved yet closer to the room. Are you going to? I mean, when they're all in, yes. Yeah. Okay. When you go to turn and now you're getting a look into the room fully, like basically to the back wall. You're not at an angle now. Um, You're looking in and you only see one figure in there. (laughs) And the figure has its back turned to you. You know exactly who it is. Does it look like I'm still in this marble room? Yeah. Are you crossing the threshold is the question. Yes. Yes. When you do so, that's when you start hearing the humming that Bear was mentioning. It's not distant. It's not 
this sort of detached thing. It's coming from this figure. You're basically one foot in. Okay. Are both my feet, or is just one of my feet in? <laughs> That's up to you. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take... Put my other foot in. <laughs> you put your other foot in. <laughs> and you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. <laughs> I then raise my knee and move it forward. <laughs> the figure that's standing there uh, just half turns their shoulders to kind of look back at you. And you realize that when you were in like the dream thing when you first got here right there was that sensation that when you woke up uh that we do in real life right where you wake up and you're like why did i think that was real that was clearly a dream like there's the division there. seeing this person here exceeds the feeling that you were having when in the dream in the dream it was like this has to be real but this is somehow slightly further and when they turn and just kind of like half posture shoulders towards you it's just a half smile. You look beat. Been staying up too late. I think, unless I am trying not to make eye contact, okay. I am trying to keep my eyes on everywhere but their face. Sure. You not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Go ahead for a completes, long beat. Yeah. Yeah. Completes sure. the turn towards you. Okay. Doesn't walk closer, but you can see in your peripheral just kind of like a lean in. What's the matter? Tabaxi got your tongue? <laughs> I'm still not making eye contact. Okay. And just I'm looking like further down at the ground at my feet. And just I I think in Bee's head during that moment, she is like wrestling with that, like all of that pep talk that she just got and what she was telling herself with what her eyes are telling her and is clinging to the fact that like this is the marble, this is the amber, uh, these things are real and is just trying to like think about even like like the geometry and the patterning of the marble. Mm -hmm. And I think after a moment, she is going to try to say, this is not real. Whatever demon creature you are that got into my brain, this is not real. Then she'll look up at this figure. Yeah. I will and... also like to mention that okay. from the viewpoint of the, your companions, when you cross the threshold into this room, it is as if you have passed into another existence that is kind of on top of this one. You can see Beatrice, but she is semi-translucent as if she's kind of like astral projecting into here. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, frick. You do not see another figure also. You just see B. Yeah. Okay. Do we hear her? No. Oh. <laughs> when 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 she when she speaks you can see her speaking but the sound that you get is kind of that like distant just the low tones as if they were like reverberating through thick stone uh, you can't hear this but i'm gonna be like shouting at you and being like b and you're like not looking at me and stuff 
Do my hands pass through her? I'm going to try to put my hands on her shoulder. Oh, God, I'm freaking out. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so I, in this moment, grounding myself, thinking about, I'm, I'm thinking about everything that we've experienced today, thinking about Bear, thinking about Selena, thinking about Avalon. And I think of Avalon's words before he grabbed the sword, and I can hear him say in my mind, the path of hope is never a straight line. Mm. And that is in that, that thought process moment that I look up at this figure um, who is a gnomish, gnomish figure. So I'm looking eye to eye, which does not happen often. <laughs> and do, they, they appear to like look familiar, right? Nothing's, nothing's off about that, Eric? Nope. Okay. And in that moment of thinking like, this is not real, this is not real, I look into their eyes and I say, Ben, you are not real. This is not you. You do not belong here. And I think I try at that point to take a step back and leave. When you say that, or resolve the stepping backwards in a second, when you say that and meet his look, he responds still with the crooked smile, but you can you know the look of hiding concern that he doesn't do very well. You're running that forge way too hot. Do you have a fever? Are you delusional? I just re- I don't respond. I just keep repeating in that same tone of voice. Make you are not a, real. This make is a Christmas not real. save. Oh, charisma! Oh, Remember you, Bardic. I know. Flash of brilliance. Uh, when you go to step back and then you say the phrase again, he takes a step towards you, reaches out a hand. Oh no. I'm mean, gonna try and use it. I don't know if I'm gonna get another chance to re-roll that. Um This is a is this this is just a charisma save or mm-hmm. a charisma check? Okay. Save. So with guidance and Bardic, it's eleven. Oh it's a two. Oh you, no. You take a step back, but you touch your toes and you do not plant your heel. Okay. You then notice the extended hand. Okay. Come on, B. Take a break. Sometimes you gotta step away, you gotta look at a problem with new eyes. I am I'm try I'm now looking down at the ground again, and I think I am now kind of feeling panicky and i i'm just going to call out bear oh god do i see i don't know do i see you (laughs) mouth my name that's fucked i would say it's reasonable to believe that you would know what that looks like yeah oh god (laughs) i will say you are you are holding to very tangible things in your mind You feel the strength in order to plant your heel backwards. You can attempt to take another step. You're not far into the room. You can attempt to take another step back towards the threshold. I will need a charisma save, though. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try. And I think as part of that, in like, trying to take that step back and like feeling that tug, what I'm going to try and do 
is visualize that like magical or spiritual train in my mind in my imagination try and visualize like you know a pair of giant gnomish <laughs> like chain breaking like clippers snipping it like trying okay. to like bringing this back to like my training as an artificer okay. and like dealing with materials in like this this way that is out of my element i will say given the fact that you rolled poorly last time i was gonna give you disadvantage but considering the poetic nature i won't give you uh disadvantage i'll make it a straight roll okay 13 you continue to take that second step back and you find this visualization of breaking the chains by brute force like bodily will in a tool doesn't quite catch but there's something strange in that when you step backwards the chain that is holding you you feel it like as if it's going through a um a reel sort of like ka-clunk ka-clunk allowing you backwards you pass through the threshold how far away are you getting you could probably take a couple steps or are you just kind of testing the water um I mean, I'm trying to trying to snap it. So I think I am trying to take like a big step back. Okay. I don't know how it'll let me. You take a step back. It's not tugging, it's it is allowing. Like it's not resisting. And you get to the point where you can now pass through the threshold and see the doorway like when you started looking down into the room. Okay. And you still see him there. He steps after you. (laughs) And when he crosses the threshold, the room behind him changes. One of these days you're going to push yourself too hard. Beatrice, come home. And you look in, and that is your workshop. There is one, one work table directly down into the room, closed book sitting on the top. So do the others see, like, my spectral form, like, exit? They do. It stays spectral. Just for the record, I'm, I've used a rage, and I'm attacking all of the altars. I'm scarring, marring the walls. I am attacking anything and everything, desperately trying to get B back, and, you know, to no avail. Fair. So I'll mark that off. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can get... I'm gonna try and cast guidance on myself again okay. <laughs> like, sure, sure. Uh, as as okay as soon as i see like that room change i think a little uh, like obviously like a little part of the cracks a little bit but i think i am i'm reaching into my pocket to grab some of the amber that we collected to build the thing for Strahd mm-hmm. that was collected specifically for that. And so I'm thinking about that and I'm like digging my hands into it as hard as I can and just trying to continue to repeat, this is not real. This is not real. Just like just continuing to say that and like trying to back up 
Like a drop of blood drops from your palm. Roll a charisma save. Okay. I'm not even going to use guidance on that. That's a freaking three. Oh. This. <laughs> this is how Bear goes evil, by the way. <laughs> Just so you I know. I know. I know. <sighs> there is. I have a zero to my charisma. So uh, this me is too. Be here for a long time. We can't see her yet, right? You can see her sort of. Yeah, like the same way, kind of right? Glassy. Yeah. And she's like panicking and freaking out and like yelling and like screaming at nothing and we can't hear a word and I'm destroying the room. <laughs> there is an outstretched hand. Oh god. How close is uh she d- Well, we don't see it. But how close is she to the outstretched hand? within two steps and a reach. Can I touch her? No. It's like just slides through. Yeah. Does she still see the hallway? Yes. Whether or not she notices it. Right. I'm going to cast Shatter on Beatrice. Wherever she is. Can I do that? You can. (laughs) You hear it. (laughs) But nothing happens to Beatrice at all. Not even a muffled... Nope. (sighs) The outstretched hand falls to his side. Having no response, you're completely frozen at this point. Uh Uh-huh. And he kind of leans back against the doorway and then steps further into the room, into the workshop. Looking over the workstation, kind of at a little bit of a distance, sort of in the middle of the room, turns back to you and outstretches both arms, like in like a, please come here. B is very scared right now and also very conflicted. Um, and so let's see, what am I going to do? I'm going to try and cast a firebolt at him. Okay. <laughs> At a girl. <laughs> Fuck him up. <laughs> you tell me what happens if I need to roll for that, Eric. <laughs> I will say roll a charisma save. <laughs> in the attempt. Okay, we're switching dice. Come on, baby, come on. Two. Oh my god. Did you... Ollie. I don't know what to say. <laughs> You go to make the somatic components of Firebolt, and even they do not work. Okay. You are now, having (sighs) attempted to thrust out a Firebolt, your outstretched hand towards the room. Okay. You feel the chain that allowed you out has now reversed direction. It's for the first time actively pulling you okay i'm then going to attempt to cast wind wall in front of myself so i cannot go back in charisma save disadvantage (laughs) i think your does your bardic stay with you even though you fail it does does okay that's right that is good to remember 
Holly. Okay. Please. I have an idea. <laughs> I hope you do because that's a natural one. Oh, okay. It's fate. I'm no. I'm going to go <laughs> to where I see Holly's like viv- like bees. Well, bees. Yes, you're right. Bees form, and I'm gonna s- put my hands on the floor and catch magic. Cast magic circle. Magic circle has a pretty long casting time. One minute. Yeah, this is you're taking not, place. You're not getting it in a minute. Before a minute. Well, I'm gonna do it. At this point, you are attempting to cast wind wall, and the second hand goes up, and it cannot craft the spell. And now you're walking, interpretation willingly or unwillingly, towards Ben's open arms in the room with your own outstretched arms. And I need Bear to make a charisma save. I will also, for points of expression, almost as an inspiration, considering your very real reaction to seeing this unfold, I will give you advantage. (laughs) Is this for me to go berserk and murder everyone in the room? Because if so, I would think that I would have disadvantage because that's about to happen. (laughs) You, You, seeing this all unfold through your rage, feel a welling up of pure, unfiltered emotion. It's very unclear what that is right now. Well, it was actually pretty good. 17. That unfiltered emotion that has been releasing itself as rage upon this room, upon nearly every creature you've come across, certain situations, maybe your companions, concentrates down into a very, very singular burning flame, and that flame is blue. And you drop your axe completely out of the realm of understanding of your own motor functions, And you just see one thing in this room now. And it is Beatrice with her arms outstretched. What do you do? I run for B. How so? I mean, she arms out as if like to give a hug or something, right? I'm like leaping into, I'm tackling her in like a bear hug. Uh, uh. I'm like sobbing at seeing her. (laughs) That concentrated blue flame propels you towards her and although you've attempted to talk to her you've attempted to touch her you've attempted to use spells to break whatever this mirage is well not you but your companions (laughs) there is a different kind of chain potentially unspoken certainly unseen that binds two friends in this moment and when you go to tackle her in a hug it is in the instance where she is moments away from potentially committing, feet away from this figure that you cannot see, but from her point of view, you come out of it, and her form is pushed back into reality, essentially out of these smoky little blue particles, becomes whole again, and she is out. Oh my, I am on top of her crying. Tears are just like pouring all over her of me just like 
losing it. There's like an and my axe is like embedded in a wall, like six feet up behind me. Oh my god. I'm like about to cry, Adam is. <laughs> oh, I am. I'm definitely. <laughs> Golly. I'm like I'm just kissing her face. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I yes. B is also weeping. And, and she's like back in my arms, right? I'm like holding her. Yeah. I'm gonna start laughing. I am just like losing it. I am like like, you know, just pure anger into sadness into like the sudden release and now it's just like i i just like i don't even know where i'm at anymore like you know i'm just hearing the my heart beating my ears and i'm just like losing it oh my god i just hung her for like three minutes <laughs> i'm just laying there like oh my god i thought i lost you holy shit don't do that be oh, you saved me bear i I, I didn't see you when I... You disappeared. I thought you were gone. I thought I was too. Well, I'm glad you're back. Me too. And I just give, like, the biggest hug. <sighs> I thought that was gonna be goodbye.